Chapter 40, Lily. Mr. Foley stands near the starting line for the second event, which is the water cup relay race. Competitors, get ready, he cries out. He looks hot in the sweater vest he wears. Maybe he should call it a sweating vest. His hair, a thick curly ball of black, wilts in the heat. George's squad gathers around him for instructions. I can't hear what George says to them, but he looks prepared, as if he has a plan all figured out. But of course George would have everything arranged. My team stands around me. I picked everyone for this event alphabetically by first name. It was the fastest way to choose participants since I didn't have much time between events. But now I regret not picking my teams more carefully. What's the plan, asks Alex. Um, run as fast as you can, I suggest with a helpless smile. Other than Alex and Aisha, who are both tall and fast, I think my team might be in trouble during this event. You'll be okay running, I asked Charlie. When I assigned him to this race, I forgot he had a broken leg. I can hop, Charlie boasts, handing me his crutches and then hopping three times to show me. His hopping might have been more impressive if his arms didn't fly up every time he moved. I'm not sure how he's going to keep his water cup balanced, but I don't have the heart to take him off the race. He seems excited to participate. Each team member has to balance a cup of water on a tray, sort of like a waiter, and then race to a bucket at the far end of the field. Then he or she dumps the water into the bucket, runs back, and hands the tray and cup to the next racer, who fills the cup with water and runs back across the field. The race goes back and forth and back. Whoever fills their bucket with water first wins. So balancing your water cup is a pretty important part of the race. I'm ready too, says Brianna firmly. Then she hiccups. My eyes widen. That's going to be a problem. It's fine. I can do this, she insists. Then she sucks in a big gulp of air and holds her breath. Brianna sometimes has hiccuping issues. I'll need to walk very slowly, says Colby. I don't want to twist my ankle. I have a big match tomorrow and dad told me to be careful. Colby is a really good golfer, so I guess it makes sense that she needs to be careful, but it will take a miracle for us to win this event. Finn stands near me. He's not in this race, but he leans over and says, don't worry, we can't lose. What do you mean? I ask. But Finn walks away, muttering something about grace and horseback riding. I start to chase after him, but Mr. Foley is already in position to start the event. I'm just going to have to keep my eyes as wide open as they could possibly be open. Something's going to happen, and I only wish I knew what. Your team looks good, says George, but I know he's just being polite. Choosing Charlie and his broken leg was an interesting choice. He can hop, I say, biting my lip. But never mind that. Do you see any sabotage planned? I'm eager to change the subject from Charlie's hopping skills. No, admits George, looking this way and that way. But maybe nothing will happen during this race. At least there aren't any eggs involved. I shake my head and pick an eggshell out of my hair. I'm pretty sure Finn did something or he will do something. Grace has him wrapped around her finger. The first racers, Bjorn for Team Blue and Aubrey for my team, stand with their trays at the starting line. Their water cups full. Two large buckets sit on chairs at the far side of the field. Are you ready? asks Mr. Foley as sweat pours down his face. He stands in front of the, one of the fans, but it's not blowing enough air to keep water from dripping off his head. On your mark. I still don't see anything wrong anywhere. What's going to happen? I ask George. George looks down at his clipboard. Maybe it will rain and water will fill all the buckets so it will be a tie. I shake my head. There's not a cloud in the sky. Get set, Mr. Foley announces. George looks down at his clipboard. I thought someone might replace one of the buckets with a thimble so only a tiny amount of water would fill it. George frowns and lowers his list. And that was my best idea. You're not very good at planning trouble. I squeeze his arm, but that's one of the things I like about you. Go, yells Mr. Foley. Bjorn and Aubrey are off. Bjorn walks slowly, careful not to spill his water. But Aubrey shoots ahead of him. She's fast and we take a quick lead. You don't have a chance of winning if your team goes that slow, I warn George. Slow and steady wins the race, he replies. 
Sure enough, Aubrey stumbles and her water cup flies off her tray. Bjorn from Team Blue walks as slowly as Elvis the turtle, but he's not spilling a drop. As he trudges forward, Aubrey scrambles to her feet and rushes back to the starting line to refill her water cup. By the time Aubrey finishes filling her cup and dumping it into the bucket, we're behind. Brianna is up next. She's speedy and catching up, but then she hiccups. It's one very, very loud hiccup. Her tray wobbles and the cup teeters. She swallows some air, smiles, and then runs forward. Her hiccups seem to have hiccuped themselves out after only one. I breathe a deep sigh of relief. She's neck and neck with Lizzie from Team Blue. Go, Lizzie, yells Adam from the sidelines. Lizzie turns her head and smiles. She raises her hand to wave to Adam, forgetting she's holding a tray. Her cup of water topples over and drenches her pants. Pay attention, cries George, pulling on his hair. Lizzie rushes back to the starting line to pour water back into her cup while Brianna speeds ahead. My teammates roar their approval. All right, Bree, I shout. Soon we're a lap ahead of Team Blue, which is awesome, sauce, but now it is Charlie's turn to run. I can barely watch. He left his crutches on the ground, but his water cup falls every time he hops. Hop, spill. Hop, spill. I really should have replaced him in this race. After Charlie hops back to refill his cup for the fourth time, he gets down on his knees and crawls forward with his cup and tray. He isn't hopping and spilling all his water out, but he's also creeping like a snail, and our lead vanishes. Both teams cheer wildly as Charlie finally dumps out his cup and hops back to the start, his arms flailing to keep himself steady. He's actually surprisingly fast when he hops, but we're now two or three cup pours behind. I don't know how full our water bucket is, but it can't be nearly as full as Team Blue's bucket. I slip past my clapping and hollering teammates and walk to the end of the field for a closer look at the buckets. I stand on my tiptoes to get a good look. Our bucket is more than half full, but Team Blue's bucket is almost empty. I blink and stare at it again. I must be seeing things. Nope, their bucket is almost empty, but that's impossible. Or it should be impossible. When I look closely, moving a little further down the line so I can see the back of the buckets, I I spy a small but steady stream of water flowing from the bottom of Team Blue's bucket. A hole. Someone jabbed a hole in the bottom of the blue plastic bucket. Surprisingly, no one else has seemed to notice. There are no volunteers standing back here to look, probably because there are no fans over here and the volunteers want to keep cool. But one of the parents looks like she's getting ready to check the buckets. When she gets here, she will see exactly what I see. This will be a disaster. Instead of prizes, we'll get lectures, detention, and who knows what else. Nothing good, that's for sure. Don't my teammates understand they need to play fair? Finn and Pete whisper to each other near the starting line. Sarah and Grace share a laugh. No, they don't know how to play fair. But I gave my word we wouldn't cheat. I need to fill Team Blue's bucket with water before the scheme is discovered. If only it would rain. As I look around for anything, something, I don't know what, my eyes rest near the supply shed at the back of the school. That's where the ground crew's industrial strength sprinklers are lined up. Sprinklers mean water. Industrial strength sprinklers mean a whole lot of water. That would be even better than rain. While racers run with trays and water, I sneak over to the sprinklers. The crowd cheers. Even Principal Klein claps. Then a parent volunteer starts walking down the line toward the buckets. She's almost at the end, but I have already reached the sprinklers. I take a deep breath. I reach down and twist the sprinkler spigot, and then I run. The holes bulges with water. I'm already back near the pack of kids when the water erupts. The sprinkler shoots water directly into the line of kids watching the race, a downpour of industrial strength wetness. The sprinkler clicks and twists, spreading water from left to right across our entire group. Click, 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 it says. The water soaks me, but since I'm already sort of covered in egg, the water feels good, cleaning me. But the water spray doesn't stop. The sprinkler head continues to click and rotate. The spray soaks the racers waiting to run and then the teachers and parents. The stream of water reaches across the field and cleanly knocks our bucket off its chair and then the Team Blue bucket gets walloped by water too. 
Then the water stops. A rainbow forms across the sunny sky from the mist of the sprinkler water clinging to the air. Behind it, a red-faced and very angry Principal Klein stands next to the water faucets.